Welcome back to the Bend in the Trail podcast. This episode begins a new season. There will still be stories of the past, written by authors like Lois Lenski and Thornton Burgess, as well as original stories by me, your host, Todd Linder. You can easily reach these on many of your favorite podcast sites, as well as my website, toddblinderauthor.com. Today's stories are original stories suggested by my granddaughter, Lauren Grace. The first is about olives. The second is about polka dots. Oliver Loves Olives Oliver Piddlington was no ordinary olive. No, indeed. He had one thing on his mind most days, olives. He wouldn't eat black ones, calamatas, or any kind other than green. I only love green olives. He ate green ones with red stuff in the middle, green ones with garlic in the middle, or almonds, even ones with cheese. To Oliver, olives were not just for pizza. Oh, no. He had them on his sandwiches, on tuna, and on toast. He tried them once on pancakes, but decided they didn't go well with maple syrup. However, his mother drew the line when he wanted to put them in his oatmeal. Every time his mother went shopping, he put at least two jars in the cart when she wasn't looking. He became concerned one day that there might be a shortage of olives. What if invaders from space stole all the olives or some kind of bug ate olives right off the trees and there were no more on the shelves at the store? These concerns caused Oliver to stash jar after jar under his bed and in his closet. And then he began to wonder how long they would keep. So every once in a while, Oliver opened a jar and tasted at least one or two to see if they were still fresh. Sometimes he forgot to make sure the lids were put on tightly. When his mother came in to put Oliver's socks away, her nose wrinkled at the most awful smell one warm summer day. She was shocked to find dozens of various-sized jars of olives looking none too healthy and smelling even worse under his bed. Oliver, she shouted, where did all these come from? I was saving them in case of an olive famine, he exclaimed. Why do they smell so bad? Oliver looked at his mother sheepishly. I might have forgotten to put the lid back on after tasting them to make sure they were still good. Well, I think it's time we got rid of any jars that have been opened and store the good ones somewhere other than under your bed. The next day, an announcement in the newspaper made Oliver very excited. There was to be a contest at the fairgrounds. People were encouraged to bring a favorite recipe to be judged. I have to enter, he told his mother. I have to enter something with olives. His mother suggested some mini pizza cups with pepperoni and three kinds of green olives. In the week leading up to the contest, his mother made him an olive costume to wear. His head stuck out of the center where the pimento should be. His appetite for olives increased so much that week that he ate three jars in two days. 
He put on his costume and a red rig to represent the pimento on a contest day. He carefully held his tin of many pizzas on his lap. At the fairgrounds, his mother helped him set up his display, which looked like, you guessed it, an olive. People stared in amazement at his costume, since he was one of the only ones to wear one. Walking through the exhibits, looking at the other food, he began to feel ill. He wondered if it was all the olives he'd eaten the last few days. When he looked at his hand, it looked a little green. His hands and arms were almost as green as his costume in a few minutes. Oliver ran to the bathroom and looked in the mirror. To his horror, his face was green too. I'm turning into an olive, he yelled. An older gentleman came into the room and noticed Oliver's green face. Well, that's quite an original costume, I must say. Oliver hurried out of the bathroom looking for his mother. I'm turning into an olive, he whispered when he found her. Oh, dear, she gasped. You didn't put dye on your face, did you? Oliver shook his head sadly and looked at his shoes. Ladies and gentlemen, an announcer said, it's time for the awards. The most original recipe and costume award go to Oliver Piddlington. Oliver was embarrassed to go to the stage to get his prize, looking like a green Martian stuffed into an olive. Unfortunately, Oliver still looked green at home and out of his costume. He stayed in bed for three days before his tummy began to feel better and his skin became normal. After that, Oliver only ate olives occasionally. The next story is about polka dots. Penny Polka Dot Polka dots was all she could think about. It wasn't dolls, kittens, puppies, or bicycles. Well, she had all these things, but the thing she loved most was polka dots. Her bedroom wall had pink ones. She had polka dot dresses, polka dot hair ribbons, polka dot socks, polka dot pants, and even polka dot underwear. Her teachers, however, objected to polka dots covering all her school papers. Her name was Penny Minerva Monica with a K, Carstairs with a C. Just call me Penny Polka Dot, she would say when introduced. On a Monday in May, after the snow was gone and the danger of heavy rain was over, Penny came to her mother, second best sneakers in hand. These need polka dots. Well, since they're your second best, I suppose it would be okay. Her mother spread newspapers on the kitchen table and laid out different colored markers. Penny dashed to her room and returned with a penny from her piggy bank. What's that for? asked her mother. To make perfect polka dots, of course. She traced ten perfect polka dots and colored them hot pink. There, she shouted. I have only the, the only pair of polka dot shoes at Peabody Elementary, probably the whole world. Well, at least in the neighborhood, said her mother with a laugh. The fourth grade girls gathered to ooh and ah at her shoes the next day. We want polka dot shoes too, said her first and second besties, Rhonda and Pookie. So Tuesday after school, they brought their second best sneakers for what Penny decided to call 
the polka dot treatment. After carefully tracing their pennies, they began to add color. Rhonda chose green, while Pookie chose yellow. Every girl in the fourth grade had polka dot covered second best sneakers by the following Monday. The more she thought about polka dots, the more places she wanted to put them. She put them on book covers, her lunchbox, and even made paper ones for her bicycle spokes. On Tuesday, she persuaded her little brother to let her put polka dots on his face and arms with finger paint. Her mother was not pleased. On Wednesday, she began to feel funny and was delighted when she saw polka dots on her face. Chicken pox, said her mother, after taking her temperature. Penny would not go to bed until her mother had taken a picture of the polka dots. On Thursday, while staring at the wall in her bedroom, Penny had an idea. Standing on her bed with a pencil, she began to connect the dots on her wall. There, she said when she was done. Penny, exclaimed her mother, what are you doing? Connecting the dots. It's a giraffe. Her mother came back with an eraser and watched her erase every line. By Friday, she was feeling so much better. She decided Roscoe the dog might appreciate a new hairstyle. When she was done, he had hair missing all over his body in the shape of polka dots, which she colored with blue hair dye. When her father got home, he sat on Penny's bed. Penny Minerva Monica Carstairs, he said with a sigh. This polka dot thing has gone too far. No more polka dots. The next day, her father came home, carrying a long roll of paper over his shoulders. This is for you, he said. You may make all the polka dots you want, but they must stay on this paper. I think I've changed my mind now. I like stripes. Wonderful. As long as they stay on the paper, beamed her father. Pinky swear? Pinky swear, said Penny, as they hooked pinkies. Her stripes and polka dots were only found on paper from then on. I hope you've enjoyed these stories. Until next time. Happy trails.